Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. will get us underway and we are underway as Lavelle sends it left looking for Stockley drifts inside now Dobson in the centre circle for Chon in space Blackett-Taylor goes deep to receive the ball onto his right foot Blackett-Taylor with a run inside thinks about a shot Blackett-Taylor will be allowed to do so spilled can Stockley get there he'll come to Gilby Chon take the lead after 39 minutes Alex Gilby back in the side to start 11. And with the goal, Black and Taylor has caused drilling problems all the all match so far. Cutting inside was allowed to shoot. His shot may well have took a deflection on the way. Dalberg spilled it. Stockley couldn't get there. But Gilby, in the end, converts for Cholton. Yeah, it was all the performance was lacking, really, was, was the goal. And I was just about to say, if they get it first, we're going to see a lot more of the same they're going to drop even deeper and we needed to score the first goal tonight but they've, they've, they've actually done what we've been doing quite a lot allowed someone the freedom in the park to cut inside on their stronger foot get the shot away and this time we're the benefactor it's spilled out Stockley reacts well um, and we're you know I'd say we're a touch fortunate we're not fortunate we've got the players in the right areas to, to, to not only get on this one that rebounds off the keeper Stockley's there nice and quick keeper makes another good save we've got another player in the box in the right area that then can slot it into an open goal and it's the performances deserve the goal in truth we, you know and I'm glad we've managed to score that first goal because it now asks questions of them they're going to have to play slightly differently if they want to get back into this game Gilbert sends it forward into the left-hand channel. Stockley will jump, gets his head to it as well, but uh, this will be picked up by Dolberg. And there is the final whistle, just as Dolberg was about to send it skywards. The referee calls time here at the Valley, and it's a much-needed 1-0 victory. So, good evening and welcome to Charlton Live. This is the Big Match Preview. My name is Louis Mendes. Thanks to all of you for joining us on this week's show where we shall be looking back at that first win in eight games against Gillingham uh, in midweek. And, of course, ahead to Saturday's home tie with Burton Albion at the Valley. Joining me to do that is uh, Mr. Lewis Cat. How are you doing, Lou? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Thank you. The winning yeah. feeling is back. Riding the crest of that winning wave. That's what we're doing. Exactly. Hopefully riding it all the way to the end of the season. I reckon, how many games have we got left? Ten or so? Do you reckon we can go on a, a winning run until the end? No. Doable. No? <laughs> it's, right. doable. Or, or it's doable. It's doable, but you never yeah. know. You never I mean, know. Phys- physically, it's possible. 
We've got nine games left. If we if we can win all of them, that'll be a ten game winning one run to end the season. We'd end on seventy points. Uh, probably still won't get in the really. In fact, in fact, it's only Sunderland only needs to get four more points until it's mathematically impossible for us to get in the playoffs. <laughs> That's disappointing, isn't it? Well, well, way to start the show, sort of ruining the good feeling from the uh, the win against Gillingham. But we just heard uh, the goal there against Gillingham. We'll hear from the addicts boss. Uh, Johnny Jackson, of course, in a few moments' time. We're also uh, going to hear from one of the important men from that performance, Corey Blackett-Taylor, uh, back in the side and uh, sort of played a big part in the winning goal. We'll hear from him later on. Got your views as well, of course. Those of you who've tweeted and emailed at the studio. Got a bit more from Jacko on the likes of Jake Forstakaski getting some minutes during the week and, of course, the postponement of the Wimbledon game. Uh, and, of course, looking ahead to Saturday's home game uh, with the Brewers. So, Lewis, we just heard the goal there. Alex Gilby in the first half shortly before... At halftime, it's a massive, massive win for us. You know, opens up that 10-point gap over the the relegation zone as well, of course, with uh, with Gillingham being the side that were nearest to us in that drop zone. Um, but, you know, it, it brings to an end that, that horrendous winless run and uh, just just about lifts the mood, even if it was uh, against a, a not particularly impressive Gillingham side. Yeah, exactly. You know... Yes, Gillingham may not have been that impressive, um, but you know they've had a bit of an upturn in, in fortunes themselves lately. Um, a potential banana skin for us, really, given the run that we were on and it being at home. I think it had it had all the makings of what would what could have been a very difficult evening had it not gone our way. But I think from the off, I mean Gillingham. I think the first sort of twenty seconds they came out and I thought, oh no, it's going to be one of those days. But I mean after that we looked fairly comfortable, and if if I'm honest, I think we actually played some fairly decent football. Um, of course, you know, we create so many chances and we don't take enough of them. That is our, our biggest downfall. But, I mean, you see how much more confidence runs through the team when you have got the likes of Jaden Stockley back playing, you've got Connor Washington back playing. Those two together are a massive threat on their own. Corey Blackett-Taylor coming in as well. You know, a stellar man of the match performance. I thought he was absolutely outstanding um, defensively and going forward. Um, and, you know, it was a more a more complete performance. You know, there are a few things, there are a few issues that we'll still need to iron out, but we're a team in a, in the horrendous run of form. Um, and when, as you said in the intro there, you know, a massive, massive three points for us, given that the opposition, you know, were kind of, if they'd have won that, we'd have been in a real, real bad situation. You know, four points adrift uh, of the relegation zone. And it, it would have been, it would have been a difficult position to be in and, and it would get in the players' heads. But I think, as you say there, the 10 point gap, it, Mentally, that'll do a lot for the players as well. Um, opens up a little bit more breathing room. Um, still a bit of work to be done. I still think that we we need to get a few more decent results to to secure it. Um, but we have got a game in hand over the bottom four as well. So you know, it, it, it's a good you know all in all, especially given the performances of late. It was a it was a very positive evening, and I'm, I'm really happy that we've managed to get back to winning ways. Yeah, I mean, the, the, having the likes of you know, you mentioned Corey Blackett Taylor, but but Jaden Stockley able to start alongside Connor Washington, it, it it does make us look a completely different side. And and again, I'm not I'm not sitting here saying that we we were excellent, but I thought we 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 looked improved. We looked like we actually carried a bit of a threat, even if we didn't create as many chances as we would have liked, perhaps in the second half. But we 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 were, we were certainly better and able to take the pressure off the defence a bit by having the ball at the other end of the pitch, which is what the likes of Connor and Jaden can do. Yeah, exactly that. You know, we've said all season, those two complement each other massively. Um, you know, two very different players, but both work so well together when they're in that same eleven. I thought, you know, Washington brings so much whenever he plays. He's such a workhorse. 
Uh, you know, he's a goal scorer. And Jaden as well, that big physical presence up top. They they work really well together and, and that filters down through your team. You know, I thought Alex Gilby, he's come under a bit of criticism lately. I thought he, he had a very good performance. You know, he managed to get the goal, but I thought all in all he played well as well. George Dobson, of course, you know, another another good, strong performance in the centre of the park. And then as you touched on, you know, Corey Blackett-Taylor, somebody that has become a real threat for us, you know, signed at the start of the season with sort of fairly low expectations because of what, you know, coming from a League Two side that had released him and not really knowing um, how he'd fit in. And he has, he's worked his socks off. You know, you have to really take your hat off to him. I think he he's performed outstandingly when he's played. And yeah, on, on Tuesday, it was no different. I was really impressed uh, with his performance. And as you say, bringing those players and those names back into our team, it strengthens us, no doubt. And it would any team if you lose players like that for a majority of time. Um, maybe we're getting them back now at a good time where we can secure our league status and hopefully finish strongly at the end of the season because, as Jacko said many a time, these players have got a point to prove if they want to be here next year. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned, obviously, Alex Gilby got the winning goal shortly before half-time. Uh, again, it all came from the work from Corey Blackett-Taylor, the driving run into in towards the edge of the area. Shot was spilt by Dalberg. Uh, Stockley was there, his follow-up was charged down, but a, a Gilby in the right place at the right time. And I, we, we saw a fair bit of that on Tuesday from Alex Gilby, but uh, he'll probably be disappointed he didn't get more than one, actually, because he had a couple of good chances in that first half. But I think it's sort of like a, a an indication that he's playing a bit better when we actually see him pop up in those places, because there were too many times over the last few weeks where he'd be running with the ball and, and not really providing a, a great deal else, but also not really arriving in the penalty area. And I think back to that game at Portsmouth where he had two or three chances that, again, he would have felt he should have taken them. I still think he needs to score more goals, but it, it shows that he, he's, I don't know, more part, more part of the game when, it, when he's getting into those areas. And this time he did gobble up that chance. Yeah, definitely. I think we've said it a few times on the show that he has to be that box-to-box presence because in a team, especially when the strikers were out, you're relying at the time, you know, the last few games, not not so much the the game's just gone, but we were relying massively on on Mason Burstow to get the goals in that time. And we were we were begging for our midfielders to get forward more uh, and try and create some chances and take some chances, but they weren't doing that. And Gilby is an attacking threat. You know, he's got he's got a good form of scoring goals in, in previous clubs, you know, for MK Dons and for Colchester, where he's been before. He's always been, you know, a fairly, uh, a decent threat goal-wise. And we haven't really seen that from him in leaps and bounds. His career at Charlton started probably a little bit rocky. And then when Nigel came in, he was a different player. Um, I think that he's he's grown a little bit and become more of a key player. But I think it is that box-to-box part of the game that he does need to improve because whilst we rely on him defensively sometimes as well, that you know he needs to get forward more and get in the box because he's quite a decent finisher. So I think if you can get him in there, more it only adds to the goal tally which in turn helps us win more games so you know happy for Gilby because I think he's he's had a fairly inconsistent season I think there's been times where he's been outstanding there's been times where he's really struggled um hopefully a bit of confidence for him getting that goal on Tuesday and he can finish the season strongly yeah I mean and defensively we looked a, a bit livelier as as well obviously there were there were changes made uh, with Lavelle sort of uh, sort of in the centre of that back three and and Perrington and and Sean Clare um, alongside him as well. I mean, other than that hairy moment in the opening minutes where there was that long throw, we didn't it didn't look so Keystone Cops as it has done at, at the times at the back recently. 
No, it didn't. It looked a little bit more comfortable. Um, I think bringing Sean Clare back into the side makes a big difference. I think we missed him when he was suspended. Um, you know, a player who's who's been up there in terms of performances for for Player of the Year. You know, Dob- Dobbo is the is the dead cert, but I think Sean Clare has had a great season for us, playing in a position that he probably doesn't really want to play, but I think he's played it well. I think Sam Lavelle brings some some good leadership qualities. I think he's again someone that we missed, and he's come back into the side. And looks fairly strong. Had a little bit of a wobble when he first came back in, but I think that just comes from rustiness. And Perrington is is always a fairly consistent performer. And, and as you say, we had that sort of one sort of lapse in concentration in that in that opening twenty seconds. I do think that is just a confidence thing. Um, but I think once we rode that storm, we managed to find our feet in the game. Gillingham didn't really trouble us after that, and I think we looked fairly comfortable. Um, and for for Craig as well, I think he's come under a bit of um, criticism of late, McGilvray, but. You know, as we said, that that early hairy moment where he didn't come for the ball, there was a couple of murmurs like he doesn't command his box, doesn't come for the ball as much. But I think once we got that out of the way, he did start to come for more crosses and claim them and he did come off his line better. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, do you think that is entirely in response to the fact that I asked Johnny about it? You know, can I can I take the credit for the fact that I asked Johnny why Craig doesn't really command these penalty errors as he should on Saturday. And then we go on Tuesday, he's out there making all these flying catches. Shall, shall I be made the goalkeeper coach is the question I think I'm asking. I think you've got to be in with a good shout, mate, <laughs> because you played much better on Tuesday. But it's good to see. I mean, we all know Craig's ability at this level. You know, he, he is a great goalkeeper and there have been many a performance this season where he's kept us in games or he's won us points. You know, so he's had some outstanding performances. You know, Sunderland only a fortnight ago, the nil-nil, he had an outstanding performance. But there are also some weaknesses to his game. And, you know, he he responded Tuesday, fair enough. And, you know, hopefully, again, he can finish strongly because I think there is a lot of ability there. Um, I think, again, it's confidence. You know, you don't don't become a bad goalkeeper overnight. I think the team were so low on confidence. He's conceding a lot of goals. But, you know, a clean sheet would have done him a world of good Tuesday. Um, and, yeah, on, onwards and upwards, hopefully. Mm, yeah, uh, I mean, that, did, getting one over our, our near Kent rivals has that left you uh, fe- feeling really happy, or are you just not ab- absolutely not bothered about Gillingham like no- a normal person? Well, I'm, I'm not bothered about about Gillingham, but I am bothered about pulling away from that relegation zone. And they, they're a team that were a threat that were under a bit more, you know, having a bit of a better run of form. They've had Harris come in, and there's been a a bit of a new manager bounce, and they they find themselves, you know, a bit more full of confidence. Their fans were were loud and up for it and and we were probably a little bit cagey at the start of the game and, and fairly quiet because of the run that we're on so whilst I don't really you know care at all for for Gillingham and how they get on it, it's a massive result for us you know regardless of the opponent if, if it was anyone in that position and we'd beaten them it, it's a big result because it opens up that little bit more breathing room and hopefully takes the pressure off now heading into the last few games of the season yeah I mean it it, it does open up that that breathing room take the pressure off I mean it, a slightly nervy moment towards the end, but I guess that does sort of sum up where we are at the moment. I think it was a shot over the bar, was it from Masterson, the uh, the QPR loney? But again, the fact we didn't give up too many chances, it's just the fact that we weren't able to kill it off that left it so nervy. When re- really, they never looked like getting back into it, did they? They had to chuck on a flare to celebrate having a shot at one point because that's how far out of the game they were. Exactly. You know, it's, it's one of those things. It's a confidence thing. We... We create a lot of chances and it just seems to be the Charlton way. It's our Achilles heel where we leave ourselves with the hard work to do because we don't take our chances. You know, a 1-0 win is great and the clean sheet is great, but that little bit more breathing room, especially given the frailties 
that we've had throughout the season defensively would obviously take the pressure off even more. But, you know, it's one of those things we work on. You know, if we, we take the confidence of this win, we move it forward to Burton at home again on Saturday. You know, it's a, a another quick one to try and kick on now and try and finish the season strongly. Yeah, and, and no comments really about the formation after the game. That was obviously a, a big bugbear for a lot of fans when we, when we didn't win a game. But we've gone and won it now. And coincidentally, with those big players back, I mean, does that sort of go to prove Jacko right? Or is it too early to say that after one game that he's stuck with his shape and got a much better performance with the players that he wanted to, to fit into it? I think I think it's too early to say, to be honest. I mean, I I like... I like there to be more flexibility and I like there to be adaption when you haven't got the players to play that system. I think when you're when you're sort of pursuing with something that, that isn't working and you maybe don't have the players available to play it, then you should be open to changing your system. And that is a criticism I have got of Johnny Jackson. But when you do have the players back and if you have the players that suit the system and they play it properly, then I don't mind what system we play. As long as we're as long as we're winning games and we're we're playing decent games of football and putting in strong performances, I don't mind if they play this this three five two. But you have to have the personnel to play it properly. And what helped was having wing backs that do push forward a bit more. You know, Matthews had a bit of a better game, but Corey on the left hand side was a threat all game, and that sort of complemented the system more. Having a full back that would bomb up and down, but his attacking presence was much more felt than defensive. I mean, he did his defensive duties when needed. But having that attacking outlet like Corey, that was every time he got the ball, they could get nowhere near him. Their um, their defenders could not get anywhere near him. I can't remember if it was Tatunda marking him or McKenzie, but they could get nowhere near him. And that complemented the system for me. Yeah. I mean, were you surprised by what Neil Harris had to say afterwards? Obviously, the former Millwall man, we finally got a victory over him because obviously it's never going to happen while he's the... The Millwall boss, but he, he said he didn't think that Jills deserved to lose. I spoke to Elliot Lee's brother, Ollie, after the game as well. In sort of a weird situation where Gillingham brought him into the press room to be interviewed and no one wanted to speak to him. So I said, I'll, I'll ask some questions if you want, just for their website. Um, and, uh, they both felt like they could have got something out of it. I mean, I didn't really see it that way. Especially, you know, Neil Harris got a bit of stick. I've actually got a bit of respect for Neil Harris, to be fair. But you can understand... As a manager at a club where he's turned it around a little bit, he'll want to try and keep the spirits riding higher. But I thought that was a, a bit of a stretch too far. Yeah, I think, as you say, it's probably all tacked for the for the dressing room. I think it would have been incredibly generous if they had got anything out of the game because they have, what, two shots on target. They had that chance at the end. Maybe they felt they could have capitalised on that more and nicked a point. But ultimately, we had a more controlled performance than they did Um you know, we're, we're a side in form and, and ultimately they'll be frustrated because they've not managed to capitalise on our poor run of form and claw themselves out of the relegation zone because they, you know, they're they're very much teetering on, on the edge of getting out of it. A win for them on Tuesday would have been massive and they'll be frustrated that they didn't come to a Charlton side bang out of form and really trouble us that much. So I think I think it's a bit of both. I think he's trying to keep his spirits high in his camp going into some critical games to try and get them away from trouble. But I, w- I would disagree with him. I don't think they deserved anything. Lovely stuff. Right, well, let's see uh, what Johnny Jackson made of the performance uh, during the week. He came into the press room uh, after the game and he agreed it was a very big win for his side. Yeah, really important. Uh, you know, it's been, feels like it's been a while, doesn't it? And it's been a, it's been a difficult run. Uh, no getting away from it. Um, yeah, but I'm really pleased that we got over the line tonight. It was, it was a big game in the fact that we've been on a poor run and the fact that, uh, you know, they're, they're below us in the league. And so... Um, and a local derby as well, if you like. So, really, really uh, important win for us. And it's uh, it's amazing how much uh, 
difference it makes when you can start with the likes of Jaden and Connor alongside each other and, and Corey Blackett Taylor as well. Yeah, uh, you know, it's there's no getting away from it, is there? That, that uh, how important those players are for us, and we've missed them. Um, we've missed the partnership. So at times we've had one and not the other, and uh, you know when they play together, we are a difficult team to beat. Uh, and myself, obviously, we haven't lost when, when those two guys have started. So, um, really pleased to have them back. Uh, I thought they was magnificent, considering, you know, Connor Washington <coughs> hasn't been back training long. Only played half an hour uh, at the weekend, and he's managed to get through 90 minutes and still running at the end there. Uh, and and Jaden the same. Jaden's come back into it and had to play every minute as well. So, uh, really pleased with them um, and their output. And Corey Blackett Taylor as well. He was uh, he was causing them havoc at times. Again, another player that's really important that that we've clearly missed. You know, someone who's got that real raw pace and ability to get at people, go both ways. Um, there's not a lot of those around, you know. And when when you haven't got that in your team, you miss it. Um, so an, another important player that we missed because obviously he provides ammunition as well for those guys up front. Um, and again. Didn't expect Corey to still be on the pitch in the 80, 85th minute or you know whenever it was that he came off. So credit to him that he's got through it, uh, still running and working for the team as well. And that was what I liked, uh, you know, not just the, the stuff going forward, but he was willing to, to do the dirty, horrible stuff going back towards his own goal. Uh, and, and that's equally as important. There's probably some concerns from Trumpton fans in, in the first minute when that long throw went into the area. But after that, it, it felt like they were defending their, their sort of six-yard box and that part of the, the goal mouth a lot better this evening. <coughs> yeah, and I think even with the throw, I think it was, you know, we, obviously we've spoken a lot about it and as a group and working on, you know, how to defend those situations. And I think it was just a real eagerness to, to all go and head the ball and probably didn't realise exactly how far the, the, the guy could throw it. It's almost, you know, centre of the goal, back post, and nearly a carbon copy of their goal from the weekend. So, yeah, got away with that one a little bit. Um, but then I think we learned from our mistake, and we knew that they would put us under a lot of pressure from those situations and from set pieces. Um, and, you know, I've, I've said to the group, I've said to you after games, it's about standing up to that, to that and carrying out the job that, that you're given, uh, the role that you, you know you need to perform, and, and they've done it to a man tonight. What was the, the last couple of days at the training ground being like? Because obviously you, you needed reaction after after what's gone on the last few weeks, and, and especially at Accrington on Saturday, but you felt like you got that today? I think I got it got it and more, yeah, in abundance. And the training ground's been good, you know. They're a good group of, good group of lads to work with. Um, you know, it's been a tough run, and there's been some soul-searching by all of us and some difficult conversations. Um, that you have to have but when it comes to work you know they always get on with it and they're keen as anyone to to put it right um, and they deserve that tonight I'm really pleased for them I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. him momentarily, tries a difficult ball, finds Gilby, super work, Gilby turns inside, can he finish? Yes he can! Super goal from Chowan, just when you thought that ball from Lee was too complicated, too difficult, he picks out Alex Gilby, he does superb, superbly well to hold his man off, and drills it to the right hand side, his right hand side, gives Wharton no chance at all, and Charlton surely now put the game to bed. Charlton Live. Well, welcome back to Charlton Live. This is the big match preview. Louis Mendes and Lewis Cat looking back at the Gillingham game. Uh, at this moment in time, just heard from uh, Jacko there before the break. Um, I mean, it, it it was a big win for us. It, it did sort of take that weight off his shoulders, and and, and obviously he he would have been suffering like anyone else um, over the last few weeks. So, um, you know, it's exactly the result he needed on Tuesday because I imagine he was starting to feel a little bit of pressure from the from the supporters who hadn't been overly delighted with the fact that we had gone seven games without without winning. Definitely, and it will hurt him more than more than most because of his, you know, affiliation with the football club and the time he's been here. You know, there's there was a massive call for him to get this job um, when he was caretaker. He's done that. It maybe hasn't worked out the same way, but you have, you know, you have bumps in the road in football. You know, I think the perfect comparison. I think you tweeted it last weekend when we lost to Accrington was the the comparison between the stage we are now and the stage we were under Chris Powell back in 2011 at Dagenham. I think it was a similar stage of the season even. You know, Powerly came in and had an immediate impact. I think we beat Plymouth or someone like that and it looks good. And then we went on that barren run and finished mid-table and it's the same here. I, Jacko had a, a fantastic run when he was caretaker and he's had that barren run now and it's, I think at the moment, it's a very similar, a very similar situation. So, look, I think this season really the damage was done Back in October, really, we were never really looking at at progressing out of it. I don't think any of us really expected to get the playoffs back in October when Jacko took over because of the position that we found ourselves in after Nigel. But it obviously has been a disappointing season on the pitch big time and there's a lot of work to be done in the summer. But I think for now, the most important thing is that, you know, the players put in their performances to prove they want to be here next season and also to do it for Johnny as well, do it for Jacko because you know, the, the guy cares about Charlton. He's come under a lot of stick recently for his system. And I'm one of those who has criticized the system of late, but the guy cares about Charlton big time. And, you know, all of us want it to work out for him. So hopefully we can finish the season strongly and then the preparation for next season can begin and we can start looking forward to that. Yeah. I mean, what is the room for leeway then between now and the end of the season? Is it as long as we don't go down, which we almost certainly won't now, then that's it. Just, just, Wipe it, wipe, wipe the slate clean in in the summer for Jacko, you know. Or I mean, does it, there has to be, a, a, I guess, a few more performances like we saw in midweek, where at least you know they're battling better, they're they're winning the games. If we can start to play a bit more expansive football now with the lads who've come back from injury, they, they, I guess there's got to be a level that he still has to achieve between now and the end of the uh, end of the season. 
Yeah, definitely. I think it depends massively. You know, all of us know about the whole the contract thing with Thomas. We don't know what what the performance related KPIs behind that are. We don't know what if the, what triggers are behind that. But Thomas has come out publicly and said that you know Johnny Jackson is here is here to stay. Um, but obviously, we we do need to see improvement and we do need to see performances. But at the same time, I think we have to sort of realise that. You know the squad we've got now; it will look very different next season. I think. And, you know, I think there'll be a big overhaul. We've got a lot of loan players that that probably will go and, and won't return. Um, and there's a lot of work to be done. I think it'd be a very different side. I think not so much wipe the slate clean because I want us to finish strongly. Um, but I think we do have to judge next season as a as a completely different objective because jacko will have had a summer to prepare he would have had a summer to bring in the people that he thinks are right for the football club hopefully he gets the backing from thomas to do that um and then we judge him next season you know i think you and i are very much in the camp where we want jacko to succeed uh, and i think he can do here given the right tools but i do also think there are a few managerial um i don't know like indiscrepancies if you like with with systems where maybe he'll be learning on the way maybe back end of the season we're playing this system and it isn't working he changes it and gets a positive result and thinks right you know it's, it's a learning curve he's a young manager so I think yeah I, I I think we have to judge him next season but ultimately fans will will look at how we finish this season as to how they judge him at the start of next right Gary tweets in hi lads I'm sorry to say that the standard of football was dreadful on Tuesday. Washington was making run after run and not receiving the ball. The one bright spark for me was young Corey. Elliot came on and was dreadful. Once again, a big rebuild needed. I mean, we can address a few of those points. I mean, Elliot Lee came on. Um, probably didn't set the world alight. It was, it was a very unusual situation where he was actually being marked by his own brother when he tried to get forward down the pitch. But it is one of those players who you know came into the side, started off so well, but he's been been fairly inconsistent at best since then and 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 it's been a bit of a disappointment yeah very much so and and I'm gutted it has been that way to be honest because when we signed Elliot Lee I was I was very excited very optimistic um for the move I thought I think we all were and as you say he started very strongly um putting some decent performances I think at the time we'd we'd struggled with having Albie in that number 10 position uh and Elliot came in and, and kind of made that his own and had a few very positive performances but as the form dropped, I suppose he's dropped as well and, and never really discovered that. And I'm fairly surprised as well, because whether it's the pressure that he's out of contract in the summer and maybe he thought that playing himself into a contract here was his best option, which I think if he'd have carried on the form at the start of the season, none of us would have turned our nose up at him getting a permanent deal in the summer on a free, especially. I wonder whether the pressure of that is is playing on his mind because the performances aren't there at the moment. And, and as the the guy tweeted just then, like you, he says, big rebuild in the summer. At the moment, I I don't think that Elliot Lee would be in those plans. So it's a difficult one to call. You know, I'm gutted it hasn't really worked out for him the back end of the season. But there are still games to go. You know, he might he might find a little run of form, and we might think, you know, what well, actually, yeah, he is worth a gamble next season. But at the moment, on current form, I don't I don't think it would be the right fit. I mean, yeah, Gary said he thought the football was was dreadful in midweek. I mean, we're, like I say, we're not sitting here and pretending it was. Uh... Uh, a fine polished display the likes of which we, we'd expect to see every game that would take us to the top of the league but I don't know I thought it was slightly better and I just felt I felt we carried more of a threat up the other end of the pitch and you know and he mentions about Washington making a lot of runs I mean those sort of things do keep teams occupied and do push them further towards their own goal and, and that was part of the bit of easing the pressure on our own back line 
Yeah, definitely. You know, I don't think, given the form we've been in, you're never going to see champagne football at the moment. Um, but as you say, I think it was a much more controlled performance. Of course, it wasn't. It wasn't a three nil, you know, thrashing with with the perfect football being played. There were mistakes made, but overall, when you compare it to recent performances, uh, you know, Accrington was incredibly disappointing. It, it was much better, and you know, some progress was made Tuesday in terms of performance and. And that's a positive sign. You know, we take that positivity now and go into Saturday. And if we manage to get a win at home against Burton, which there's no reason why we can't do, that's back-to-back home wins. And that, again, that will do that will do the world good for confidence. So I think, you know, that now it's, it's all about finishing strongly and, and getting that win on the board against Gillingham was big because of where they were in the table and what the, the form we were in, I think, takes the pressure off a little bit. Right, lovely stuff. Right, let's hear from, uh, as I said, one of the most important players during that win during the week. Corey Blackett-Taylor came back out, uh, back from uh, a few weeks out injured. I think it was about six weeks here since he he last featured properly from the start. And uh, yeah, played a big part in the performance. Had uh, McKenzie on toast, didn't he, in in, in spells in that first half. Uh, Played his part in the goal and uh, was was a real threat throughout. And uh, actually lasted... uh, almost until the end as well, which we weren't expecting, but he did get there. Uh, he came to speak to me after the game. I asked him what he made of the performance and the size of the win. Yeah, um, we, we've we been working hard all week to try and get the win. Um, I think the last like few games, we've not been up to up to standard, so it's good to get a win today. And I guess, you know, it opens up a, the 10-point gap above the drop zone now, so if there were any, any lingering doubts about that that, that, that gives you that little bit of a cushion now? Yeah, definitely. I think it's just time to push on now. Like, we've looked at our fixtures and we know where we are. I mean, we're getting, like, players back now and we, we're feeling much stronger, so it's just time to push on now and keep winning. And how do you feel about your, your personal performance? You seem to be enjoying yourself out there. Yeah, um, I, I've been out for a couple of weeks, but I was just glad that I was able to come back and, and play as long as I did. I weren't expected to play that long, but um, I, I felt good and I just wanted to keep um, going. So, yeah, I was happy with it. Yeah, Johnny said you you weren't expected to go all the way, no. or pretty much all the way to the end. How are you feeling physically after yeah. everything? Okay? Yeah, I feel I feel good. I feel like just before I got injured, I was kind of picking up a bit of form. So I was happy with how I was playing before the injury. So I just want to kind of keep, um, try and keep that momentum up and, and carry on how I was playing before. So, yeah, I was happy that I started it today with it. So, yeah. How frustrating is it when you are picking up a bit of form to, to sort of be halted in your tracks like that? Yeah, it's, it's frustrating. You just like start thinking, like, are you going to get back to the standard I was playing and is everything going to be the same? So you start having them, them doubts, but I was glad that I was able to put it right today. Use your, use your pace to pretty devastating effect a few times, in, including for the, the goal as well. It's obviously your shot that, that ended up falling to, to Alex Gilby. Yeah, um, I have the licence to go either way when I like, play on the left, so I just felt like once I see like the opening, I'll just take either either opening that comes available and I just try and either get shot off or cross so that's just what I try and do yeah, I guess the, now you're back from injury is it about trying to cement that, that starting place with, with more performances like we saw tonight yeah definitely I just feel like I want to just show that I can play like that for more consistent games like and um, like keep the, the performances at, at that level like keep um, hopefully keep winning as well with the team there you go that's Corey Blackett Taylor with revelations since he's coming I, I don't know if you, if you looked at his history Lewis, when he, we, he was basically effectively like le- left Tranmere and was a free agent by the time we picked him up. I think we had him on trial, didn't we, for a week or two. And, and uh, I don't know, my expectation levels weren't that high with him. But I'd actually say when he has been able to, to play, he's, he's been a really important player for us. You know, especially when 
when he came in under Nigel, he's one of the few bright sparks in that really disappointing start of the season. And uh, yeah, since he, he when he came back from injury on on Tuesday, it just showed how much we, we we'd missed him sort of driving us uh, up the pitch. Yeah, and that's exactly it. It's it's his ability to drive us forward. You know, he's he's not afraid to run at players and take players on. And you know what? Sometimes it might not come off. Sometimes he might get tackled doing a step over. But he, he's a threat and he's very, very quick. Um, and I thought he played very well. And as you say, I think he's been a real bright spark. I think he's come in and he's worked incredibly hard to to sort of, I don't know, pay back the reward of earning that contract, if you like, because he came in under a bit of a cloud. We didn't really know what to expect from him. Um, and he came into the side. One thing that sticks out for me is the performance when we had Wickham away, when he kind of came into it. And he nearly forced us back into that game. We were 2-0 down at Dead and Buried, and he nearly got us back into that game single-handedly with Sam Lavelle, I suppose, as well. But it was it, he's been a real revelation, as you say, uh, and I'm happy for him. And I think he's found a place where, you know, the fact, I think we really like him. You know, he's popular among fans. He drives the ball forward. He's an exciting player, gets people off their feet. He's found a bit of a home here, and I think he'll be firmly in, in Jacko's plans for next season. And, and I'm happy that it's worked out for him because, yeah, I think we've got a real player on our hands there. Yeah, and one who probably still feel like he's got something to prove, obviously, having, having come out of you know Aston Villa and, and not really get, getting much of a chance there and then having to go down the leagues. Now he'll be looking at, at the age years, 24. I mean, this is the, the time where he really has to step up in his career and, and hopefully we can give him the platform to do so. And, and obviously, he can take that chance with both hands. Yeah, exactly that. You know, you you play for Charlton and you put in performances like that, you know, the fans will be on your side. And it showed Tuesday, you know, he was outstanding. And, you know, Twitter was full of Charlton fans praising the performance of Corey. You know, he got man of the match. He did the tunnel jump. You know, he's a popular popular player here, a popular member of the squad, a threat. And I think, you know, if we can keep him fit and get a full season under him and, and get him suited in that system... He'll be very, very dangerous. And there aren't many players in this division. I mean, if any, I can think of that have the ability to drive forward like Corey does. I think he he is a standout player for me in that position. The, thing, the, the risk now is that he has really good performances before the end of the season and we have to try and keep him from going up a league because I don't think he'd struggle playing in the championship. No, certainly not. Right, let's have a look at a couple of the messages uh, that also came in. Robert says, hi guys, a poor game overall, but getting the three points was the only thing that mattered. Probably only need one more win to put any relegation concern to bed. Hoping we can see a settled side now until the end of the season. Expecting most of the starting eleven uh, to be at Charlton next season. So hope Jacko can stick with that team for the remainder of the season. Plus point, it was nice to hear Jake Forster-Kasky uh, back playing and scoring uh, for the kids. I think he's been badly missed uh, this season. In fact, we can hear Jacko talk about Jake in, in 30 seconds time. But uh, Stuart said, uh, didn't get to the game. I was at work during midweek, but it's a massive three points now. Uh, we need to back it up. Come on, uh, you addicts. That's from Stuart. Yeah, so as uh, mentioned uh, by Robert there, Jake Forster-Kasky was uh, finally able to make a return uh, to action and he uh, scored almost immediately in, inside the first 25 seconds uh, when playing for the 23s up at Watford uh, the other day. Jacko said he was able to get up and watch the game and uh, he said he was pleased with the performance he saw and the signs from Jake Forster-Kasky. No, I did. I was there. I went and watched it. So they did. What a, um, yeah, really pleased. Done well. Done well in the game. Looked fit, strong. He uh, He's had a good bulk of training now under him. Obviously, it's time to, to build those minutes up, but a really, really good return for him. Lovely for him to score, you know, after 20-odd seconds there of his return. So, you know, you couldn't write that much. But he, uh, he, um, yeah, he, he done, came through the game fine. 
done well. Uh, we'll be looking to build him up again next week. You know, got another 23s game on Tuesday that will be looking to add to his minutes there, play, play um, you know, a longer period. And then obviously he comes through that, he sort of you know becomes back into the uh, the reckoning for, for first team. It's just it's just excellent news, isn't it? Obviously Jake's been been through so much over the last three or four years with the with his injury problems. You know, remember the the promotion season, he basically missed the entirety of it. Um, and, and then was playing so well last year and, and got got that nasty, another ACL um, just before the end of the season, which has effectively ruled him out for the majority of this year. But I mean, it'd be great if we can get him back on the pitch in the first team, you know, before the end of the season for, for a few goes, just to see just to see where he's at now. A hundred percent. I think, as you say there, probably one of the main positives to come out recently from the club is is the return of Jake Forster-Kasky. You know, it's it's such rotten luck for him to have had that injury twice. You know, as you mentioned, last season was outstanding. One player of the year. You missed that promotion season, which I think would have been a real um, a real pinnacle for him playing in that team. Um, but looked good in the championship as well. Slotted into that um, position that he played left back a few times as well in a bit of a wing back system on the bow. Yeah. So that's a, another person that can play there. And... You know what, I, I really, really like Jake Forstakowski and it's difficult because of, you know, the injury situations and contracts and things like that. But I think if you have a fit Jake Forstakowski in a League One side, if you if you let him go because of injury record, I mean, you won't buy a player at this level for less than a million quid to replace him, really, I don't think. I think he when he's when he's firing, he's really one of the best midfielders in the division. And for me, future captain material, you know, he's a popular uh you know, popular player among fans and and club as well. So, look, I really, really hope we get to see him um, turn out some performances for us before the end of the season. And I hope that he's here beyond the summer as well. Because... Do you think he'll be the same player? I mean, I, I, that's always a danger. He's done it once before, I guess. Yeah, that's always a difficult one, isn't it? You don't know how they're going to react, and I suppose it's a real a real mental obstacle when you've had that injury not just once but twice. That like, are you playing, you know, on the edge, thinking, "Oh, am I going to hear something pop? Am I going to hear this?" But as you say, he's done it before, and until we see him out there, it'll be hard to judge. I mean, to come in, I know it's under twenty threes, but to come back after almost a year out and scoring twenty five seconds isn't that's not too bad going. Um, you know, hopefully. As you say, we see him in some first-team action before the end of the season. There's no real pressure to rush him back because of our position. I think if we were pushing for the playoffs or something and we needed him, it might be a risk that we get him in too early. But, you know, the pressure's off. If we if we secure safety and we're just sort of, you know, playing and preparing for next season, seeing who wants to be here, then, you know, there's no harm in, in bringing him in steadily. But I, I hope we see him back before the end of the season. And as I said before, I really hope he's here next season as well. Lovely stuff. Right, the other bit of news that caught the attention uh, during the week that was uh, the fact that next Tuesday's trip to AFC Wimbledon uh, has been postponed again. It's been rearranged now for April uh, the 5th, which is also a, a Tuesday night in a few weeks' time. Now, the reason given uh, for the postponement was obviously Chris Gunter being called up uh, to the Welsh national side. It's a really weird rule whereby, because it's a rearranged game, if you only even have one player called up, you can have it um, postponed once more. I don't really understand the the, the justification uh, for the rule, but it's one that Charlton have decided to take advantage of. Uh, and Johnny Jackson was asked, is it because of the potential absentees in mind rather uh, than just the fact that Chris Gunter will be off with the Welsh squad? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. Obviously, Connor's on standby and we, you know, we lost the... 
we've lost him for a lot of football already and uh, you know he could still get called up obviously Gunt's Gunt's been missing and you know he's been involved recently as well um, but like you say we are just getting lads back so it's great to have them back but obviously um, you have to manage their return to to play very carefully and um, we'll see we'd have four games back to back there really close together if that Wimbledon game went ahead I think it just allows us a little bit of breathing space and and probably sort of a better place for it further down the uh, the schedule, if you like. So, um, yeah, sort of a number of reasons behind that. There we go. So perhaps a bit more information there from, from Jacko as to why we do it. So we know that, that Connor will be on the reserve list for Northern Ireland. I think Craig McGivray possibly. So you don't want to go ahead and play the game at the risk that you might have another player like Connor Washington who's been a massive risk for us uh, missing. And, uh, you know, and it does, like we say, give you a chance to get the likes of, I don't know, a Ryan Innes or a Chucks and EK or a Jake Forster-Kasky a couple more, couple more weeks on, on, the, on the training pitch to see if they can get back to fitness as well. Yeah, you know, I can see I can see why they've done it. And I can also see the frustrations from fans. You know, I think it's always the risk with international call-ups, isn't it? We're always at risk of it. Um, whether it's going to affect Doncaster yet or not, I don't know. I think it's... It's all fairly on the fence. But with Wimbledon, I think the frustration is that they're on such a bad run and we're trying to sort of get a bit of form going that it would probably be a perfect time to play them. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. What, you know, what can we do? I'd rather I'd rather not play it if we end up, you know, it'd be our luck that we go ahead with it. And as you say, Connor gets called up or, um, or we end up getting Craig called up and we've got no senior keeper fit because Hendo's out injured. So there are risks and I do see the reasons behind it. Um, I think the way maybe the way it was read originally before the explanation came out from Jacko and it was just like, we've had one call up and we've called it off frustrated fans. But I think now that there's some context to the reasons behind it, then I think it's more, more accepted. I think. Yeah. It's a shame though, because it, it was a game we were all looking forward to, but obviously that's just the way uh, these things have landed. Right. Let's have another break. When we come back, it will be time to turn our attention to the home game uh, with Burton Albion. there heads it away can Lee pick it up yes he can ahead of Kamara now sends Washington on that right hand side he's in space Washington into the area he goes can he drill it home yes he can oh Connor Washington puts on tune it up and could that be the game a lovely ball out Connor Washington on the run Burstow is in the middle but Connor Washington drills it home Charlton Live. Welcome back to Charlton Live. This is the big match preview. Looking ahead to Saturday's uh, home game with um, Burton Albion. Should be a tough one. Just to mark your card as well. Just to let you know that the date has been set for the player of the year dinner. It's going to be on May the 1st uh, at the Valley. Traditional end of season celebration of the fact that, well, that we haven't got relegated, hopefully, (laughs) this year. Um, so yeah, make sure you sort of uh, look on the club website to get your tickets uh, for that. It's always a really good evening, even if uh, we haven't had a particularly good season. It's really well put together 
by the members of the fans forum and the likes of Gene and Ian who who work so hard to to get that on for us. So if you can uh, book earlier rather than later, you might get a player on your table as well. We'll be there. We'll be doing a show. Uh, come over and say hi if you if you want to see us there as well. But make sure you get your tickets for that. It'll be a good uh, evening at the Valley just to celebrate the fact that we are Charlton Athletic Football Club, let alone the fact that we've made it through to another end of the season. We'll almost, I mean, we could guess already it's going to be George Dobson. I'll be, I'll be absolutely shocked if it's not Job, uh, George Dobson who wins Player of the Year. But we will find out uh, on the evening. Right, Burton Albion coming up at the Valley uh, on Tuesday. Let's get some team news, first of all, uh, from Johnny Jackson. Uh, Atkins resumed training, but... You know, he had a, uh, he was he was quite ill there, and uh, it's taken taken a while for him to sort of get over that. So, we're looking at him closely today and tomorrow, he is improving. Uh, whether he'll be you know ready for the weekend uh, is another matter. Uh, Pierce, yeah, he was struggling going into the game. He had a, a bit of a foot issue, but obviously he came on the pitch. We sort of patched him up just in case we needed him, and when we did, just at the end there. Um, but I think you know he should be okay. But um, yeah, obviously, you know, we are we are a little depleted in those areas. You say say one centre half, but Sean Clare's played there every game for me, and I think he's been I think he's been one of the standouts of of the season in that position. So uh, I've got no issues with you know with that that side. But obviously, the two the guys on the other side, the left footers, if you like, they're uh, yeah, they have been struggling for the games. Uh, it's good to see, I've mentioned before, good to see Corey back and, and, and Connor. They get through the game okay, especially Corey's first first involvement for a while. Uh, Connor's second involvement, the first 90. They both come through that okay? Yeah, they both came through okay. Obviously tired. Um, yeah, obviously Connor's first 90 in a long time and, and Blackett Taylor probably, I didn't expect him to still be on the pitch in sort of the 85th minute. You know, we was looking at more of an hour with him, but Felt like he looked okay and he was still impacting the game. Um, so it went, went a little bit longer with him, but obviously one we now got to be careful of because, um, you know, his previous um, injury history and um, not not a, not a history there of playing loads of 90 minutes back to back. So something that we'll have to look at and, and manage carefully. Got Burton up uh, Saturday, coming to the Valley. Uh, having just uh, got their first win after a tricky spell, and first win in six for them, I think. Um, we had a quite a fiery encounter with uh, Burton up at their place uh, earlier on in the season. So I'm expect, I expect you're expecting the same sort of battle, but hopefully the same result, but maybe less red cards. Yeah, hopefully we can keep 11 on the pitch, um, not lose the big man for another extended period there. Um, yeah, it was, it was a tight game up there, uh, fiercely contested, and it will be exactly the same. Um, you know, even though they've been on a on a tricky run, they've been competitive in a, in a lot of those games, and obviously got got a win in their last one. So, um, yeah, it'll be you know, it, it won't be without its uh, struggles, but uh, we're confident. Obviously, after Tuesday, a big monkey off our back, if you like, you know, getting that first win, and, uh, and I think the nature of the performance as well was really encouraging. So we need to build on that. Um, and, and like you say, like generally speaking, the home form has been been pretty solid. So. Uh, we always enjoy playing there. We always, you know, play to win and, and try and attack. And we'll be doing exactly the same. There we go. So, I mean, good news uh, in, in the team is uh, that, that Akin sounds like he'll be back and, and uh, you know, players... Uh, other than that, n- n- no extra people out by the sounds of it, which, which is good news. Um, how big is this game for you? I mean, it feels like, you know, even when we played Gillingham the other day, 
Uh, you know, they, they'd actually had a bit of an upturn in form, although obviously they, they weren't impressive. But, we, we, you know, we went to Accrington, who were unbeaten at home for so long. We played all those top eight sides before them. We were all on, on a decent run. But finally, we're playing a Burton side who they have won their last game. But before that, they had gone five without a win, losing four, you know, struggling, probably not going to make a, a real dent in, in terms of the uh, the playoff race. They're still, they're still what, 19 points outside it. Got got about as much chance as we have, really. So, you know, two teams with not a great deal left to play for, but hopefully a Charlton team who are just hopefully trying to come out of uh, of a little downturn so we'll we'll see this home game as a chance to to try and keep keep going on this little run that we're putting together of one game yeah i think so i think it's a good opportunity for us as we say to kick on from a win on tuesday especially at home and and as you say against a side with with nothing to play for i mean less to play for than us i still think although we're 10 points away from the drop zone now i do think that we probably still need but one more win um to secure it um, you know, Burton are good. They're a good side. They've got some good players. They had a great result last weekend. I think they're two 0 down. They will come back and won three two. They've got some decent players like Omar Nias. So I think there'll be some. There'll be a, a different challenge to to Gillingham. I think they'll. You know, they've got a lot more ability. Um, but I think there'll be a little bit of confidence running from us from getting the result Tuesday. And I think getting Akin back in as well is um is positive because of. It's just that natural left-sided centre half. I mean, your parents didn't play badly Tuesday, but it's not his natural position to play there. So, um, whether whether Jacko changes a winning side or not, I don't know. But you know, Akian is a is a good, a really good centre half option to have. So, um, I can't I can't imagine him going straight back in. But to have players back like him, um, fit and ready to go, is always always a positive. Yeah, a bit of bad blood, obviously, between the two sides. Uh, last time we met. Up at the uh, what's their stadium? The Pirelli Stadium. Um, obviously, there was the red card for Jaden Stockley and for and for Deji Oshilajo. I mean, our game plan certainly should uh, try and try and focus on keeping Deji Oshilajo on the pitch for a bit longer this time because I mean he is always good for at least a goal or a penalty. I mean, he always does something mad. Last time out, it was him getting sent off. But ideally, we want to see him play ninety minutes. I bet he scores a hat trick. Now I've said that. Yeah, don't jinx it. <laughs> don't jinx it. Oh, he scored an own goal last week, didn't he? So he's got his goal scoring shoes on, at least. But um, yeah, it, it, you could do with him on there. I think it's a it'll be a good and interesting battle again between him and Stockley. I mean, they both got shown red last time, didn't they? So that'd be interesting. See if there's any bad blood there, or, or see if they have you know a, a decent battle. I think it will be a, a it'll be a good laugh. But um, yeah, you know, it's it's important that we we kick on massively because. It's it's at that point now. We've got a, we've got a win. It was on the Tuesday night. Maybe not everyone that was there that would have been there on a Saturday. You want to get get people back in the Valley's football for a fiver. You know, get people in and a decent crowd. And you want to see a decent performance and us us build on Tuesday. So yeah, it's it's massively important that we that we have a positive result this weekend. And hopefully we can do that. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, a Burton side, as I said, who, who have just won their. Their last game um, at home to Fleetwood, a bit of a bit of a goal fest, a three-two win. Um, but previously, have, I mean, they have been shipping goals for fun. You know, five at Sheffield Wednesday, four at Oxford, that two against Fleetwood, two uh, against Shrewsbury as well at home. So, I mean, the, the likes of Jaden and Connor coming back into that side, and and Blackett Taylor, if we can get some more minutes out of him, will be, you know, they'll be seeing this as as a chance to try and get back into into goal scoring form. Definitely, yeah. I think it's a it's a real opportunity to do so. As you say, their their defensive record isn't great over the last sort of five games or so. 
Um, you know, Fleetwood are a team that are down there, so they conceded against them. And, you know, Oxford, Sheffield, Wednesday, there's high tallies of goals conceded. You know, defensively, there's a frailty there. So we've got to make sure that we we try and take advantage of that. And I think that we can with the likes of, as you say, Connor, Jaden. If Corey starts again, I don't know in terms of managing minutes if he would start straight away on Saturday, but I hope he does. You know, he'll be a real handful down that side. He'll probably have someone like Brayford marking him, which is, that'll be another battle. But yeah, I think defensively, there's obviously a frailty in that Burton team. And I think going forward, we look great. The only thing for us is the is the finishing. But, you know, hopefully we can we can capitalise on some poor defending against, but you know, for, from Burton on Saturday and try and get a bit of confidence running through the strikers because that would be a massive help. Yeah, I mean, are there any changes you'd, you'd like to see made? So, so, so we mentioned that the, the back three looked a, a little bit sharper. You know, Sean Clare's played really well. Uh, ben Perrington has sat in that back three at times this season and done okay. I mean, the likes of Piercy on the bench, uh, you know, came on during the week and won a couple of headers. You know, he's always dependable. I'm not against the idea of him starting. But I, at the same time, I would like to see more of a run of games from Sam Lavelle just because... I still haven't really made my mind up on him. I'm still yet to be overly convinced by him. And, and uh, I mean, he's certainly a player who, if we can see him put a run of games together now, between now and the end of the season, I, I hope to learn a bit more about him. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, it's important. I think with Sam Lavelle, he comes over with, you know, a really good reputation and, and everything from Morecambe and a captain. So he's he's still young. He's obviously someone that's got great leadership qualities. And, and as you say, someone we've probably not seen enough of this season but if you get a decent run of games and he manages to get himself some form then you know we're gonna have a really important player there and, and a leader in the defense which is something we need because if you know Piercy coming towards the end of his career I think we miss him when he's out the side because we don't have that sort of leader in there shouting and hollering and, and organizing and maybe that role is something that Sam will fill you know we saw Ryan Innes fill it when when he was fit as well I think it's something we need um so yeah, hopefully he gets he gets more of a run. I think in terms of changes, I, I wouldn't mind seeing DJ come in um, on that side for Matthews because I think defensively, I think Claire does enough on that side to not really need to rely on Matthews too much to drop back. And I think what we don't get is the the forward threat on the right hand side. So especially with with Jaden and Connor in the box, I wouldn't mind seeing two attacking fullbacks if you like uh, in DJ and Blackett Taylor if we're going to play that five at the back, which I assume we will. Yeah, what have you made of Scott Fraser as well? He seems, he seems pretty tireless in his running. Um, I guess, again, he'll probably want to impact games a bit more than he has done so far. You know, remember that amazing cross he put in for Trix and Ike's header up at, up at Bolton. But other than that, I, I think there's, there's still room for him to grow into, especially because we know how good he is or how good he can be at this level. Oh, definitely. You know, we've we again, we've got a really good player on our hands there. It hasn't worked out for him at Ipswich, so I think he's probably... Not not lacking match sharpness, but probably just a bit of confidence. He's coming into a team and learning a new system. Um, there were definitely some glimpses of real quality on Tuesday. Some of his passing and, and little flicks through to Jaden and Connor were very impressive. He's he's a runner with the ball, as you say, tirelessly. And we know that he, he's got a decent goal scoring record and assist record at this level. So, you know, if we can get him up and running at a decent, um, decent pace for these remaining games, especially after him having COVID, it's kind of like stalled his start to his Charlton career if you like but now he's coming back in and obviously starting from the off on um on Tuesday night as well uh and at Accrington he started so we're seeing him get more minutes so yeah hopefully with those minutes comes some more confidence and yeah we'll have a player that we can you know invest in heavily in terms of minutes at, at the back end of this season and get him up to speed and then someone that's going to have a full pre-season 
um, fitting into our system, I think it'd be very important for us next season. Lovely stuff. Right, well, that's uh, just about enough on this week's uh, Charlton Live, the big match preview. Thanks to those of you who've tuned in. Don't forget, if you want to have your say on Sunday's show, you can email us, studio at charltonlive.co.uk, or you can tweet us at Charlton Live. Get your messages in Saturday evening or Sunday morning to make sure they're there in time for the podcast on Sunday. Right, thank you, Lewis, for joining me this week. No worries, mate. See you Saturday. Yeah, see you Saturday. I'm sure Lewis and Ben or whoever will be after the uh, post-match reaction uh, after the game as well. So keep an eye out for the boys in the O-Core, uh, in the fans bar to give us your views on, on the state of the club and, and the performance uh, against Burton on Saturday as well. Right, I'm Louis Mendes. Uh, thank you for listening. We'll be back on Sunday to look back at whatever happens against Burton. Adrian. Let's hope we can stretch our winning run to two games. See you later. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.